0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards, I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and it is Zine Thursday, and today on Zine Thursday, I've got a special treat for you, a Mothership adventure module called A Pound of Flesh. Ooh, I'm excited to review this, and I feel obligated to review this today, we're going to review Mothership and probably some more of this later on the show, here coming up soon in the next couple weeks, because we just ran this. And I want to specifically review the module that we played when we played Mothership. It's called, well, like I said, it's called A Pound of Flesh. And the whole module focuses on Prospero's Dream. What is Prospero's Dream? It's a massive space station. And in this space station, there are all kinds of weird little things going on. From drugs being produced, there's a massive... Sort of weird world tree type thing in the middle of the center that produces some of the drugs or some of the plants that create the drugs, which is an interesting little aspect. Uh, But furthermore, it's 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 set up in this, I want to say, class conscious manner. Almost the focus on this is the greed and capitalism of this station that can be very oppressive. And I like that. It's got some cool ideas and had a few fun things that I could play with when I ran it. Now, I'm going to talk about the design, the layout, and all that, because it's it's uh, I got a lot to say about that. It's a beautiful book. The cover's gorgeous. The art is wonderful. Uh, the layout's beautiful. The aesthetic, the color scheme is great. The problem that I currently had when I tried to run it was some of the text was so small and it was like pink on top of black it's got this real nice pink and black uh, pink black and white color scheme throughout it but when it came to the physical zine itself I had to keep my glasses reading glasses on a lot and struggle to read certain spots especially the spots that were pink on black text it was a little difficult for me to see that's the only big gripe or complaint I have about this module, <laughs> seeing it to read it now I'm just going to go through the book and kind of give you a, an overview of what's in it It's uh, the mo- it's got a section here on how to use the module and you can you can use it for a full campaign if you want or just a stop off on your campaign, there's a lot of ways you can use it, you can just yank stuff from it and put it into your game where you're playing, you know there's a lot you can do with it now the actual story or setting so it's not a story linear it's it's more of a location-based adventure and you can kind of weave your own stories in there uh what's going on in this is uh is there's this like i said massive station the people who are in charge are kind of uh not the most ethical or positive characters are painted in a negative light it seems and as you enter this Prospero's dream or the dream, as they often refer to it in slang throughout here, one of the first things you're going to probably notice is things like taxes. You have an oxygen tax. You have to pay for oxygen a lot. The air is privatized, of course. It's, uh, if you're going to be running this, you're going to probably want to pay attention to your credits, your money, a little bit of resource management will be involved Uh, breathing per day, looking at things like that. People who go into debt for things like oxygen get sent down to a place called Dope Town. D-O-P-T-O-W-N. And that's when we ran it, was a large focus of the adventure itself was going into this dope town or dop town or whatever it's called. Now, the dop town or the dope town is slang for deoxygenated people's town. Dope town is a hellish slum filled with to the brim with suffocating people imprisoned for oxygen debt and kept low by a system that, that oppresses and exploits them. And uh, upon entering, make a fear saver, gain 1d10 stress. So there's lots of horror elements. And one of the biggest horror elements is of course, the debt and the money you have to pay. So you're going to have to keep on picking up jobs and finding money and, and working, working to get enough money to just stay alive on the ship. Uh, sounds a little bit like everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> dope Town is, in, I believe, beneath the Dope Town is a place called The Choke, and it's kind of a, a, a sewage-infested remnants of a city that goes down further in this massive space station. The space station, I believe, boasts like something like 8 million inhabitants. It's a massive space station with a population of over 8 million. It's haphazard, disorganized, overcrowded, and teeming with hustlers and criminals of all stripes. So this truly is a hive of scum and villainy. When I ran this, I sped through a few places in the book to kind of get through a one-shot, because we ran it as a one-shot. I would say that there are a lot of places that I was hitting up that I would have spent a lot more time with and seen where the players took it because they were going good directions with it. The NPCs you can slowly introduce as you run this. I would say this is a great book to run in an ongoing campaign or even to focus an ongoing campaign around or start with. Mothership has quite a few other little zines like this and there's a lot of great third-party zines that you could also yank out. In conjunction with this to create a larger campaign but as a basis and setting for a large campaign a pound of flesh is really good for that it gives you enough information in kind of concise bullet point areas in a lot of places to really get an idea of how you're gonna run this leaves a lot of details out for you to fill in in certain areas and gives you a lot to work with there I think it's an ideal way to write a module, especially a location-based module. Like I said, one of my biggest things is that I would like some larger text in this as well. I uh, often would go back to the PDF to check things out and blow it up just to double double check a few things because of the, the text issue. And that's mostly because I'm getting old and needing my readers more and more. There's some crazy locations throughout it uh really weird sci-fi type things going on uh you want to get cyber mods you want to get uh this there's this weird place where they clone new bodies and stuff like that you can have fun with and then there's the farm where they grow their food and then the, the plants necessary for the drugs that are in this and there's a great drug list a d10 uh chart for drugs, their prices, their effects. Most of the drugs themselves seem to be focused on mechanical elements to your character so it's more like getting healing potions and stuff like that but they tend to have a negative side effect when using them so you don't just take a healing potion and all is good Things in here that work as if they're a healing potion will have a negative effect also on your character. So there's a bit of a, a way. Do I want to really take this? This is what's going to happen. If I keep on taking this, I might become addicted. And then it gives you what kind of negative repercussions happen mechanically or whatever within the game when you take the drugs. The big one is called Sycorax, I believe it's pronounced. And as I'm looking at it, I can't read the section beneath it because it is black on pink. So I have to put my readers on. It's a powerful drug created only from fruits that grow in the burrows. These fruits yield a batch of 500 pure doses. Solarins will pay 10,000 credits for every three fruits in a sealed container. So it gives you all kinds of different things that are worth money that you could probably get into uh, trying to procure or plotting raids and, and thefts or certain uh, jobs that you your your uh, player characters could be enlisted in. It's got a whole section on on installing cyber mods and do it, getting into cybernetics. That's not a thing we got into. Uh, there are different levels with things like clubs and and various places that you can interact as uh, you know do your cantina scenes like Old Star Wars and stuff like that. I really ran this as a setting with humans only. I didn't get into any kind of aliens or anything like that. I'm uncertain of, uh, of the presence of non-humans in here outside of some of the mutated creatures that exist in the lower levels. In the lower levels towards Dope Town, The Choke, and uh, a place that they call, what was it called again? The Sink. Because as it goes lower and lower, there's less oxygen and more horrifying things. When you get down to the sink and the choke, you start getting into sort of mutated creatures that come up out of it, which we, we had fun fighting. There is a little D10 table with three rows. It gives you the choke spawn's base forms, the unique features of that choke spawn, and special attacks that it might have. What's cool about this is you get all kinds of mutations and horrible things out of this little D10 chart that you can really use quick and easy in game. I was rolling up mutations on the fly and kind of coming up with descriptions from my imagination on the fly as they were coming into random encounters. There's plenty of random encounters that are specifically designed to each of the different levels and sections of this massive space station in here as well. One of the other things that we see towards the back is you get a cybernetics mutation chart and a random search chart as well, with all kinds of fun stuff to spice up the game. In there, there's a there are plenty of charts of NPCs, kind of briefly describing them, giving them names, who they are, and and, the, and sort of, well, the what they want. So, what sort of things drives those NPCs? You also get a large list of the different establishments, their names, prices, and different different flavor type stuff for those. So with as much as is given here, like I said before, you could run an entire campaign just on this ship. You might want to branch out and grab some of your other zines and fun things to spice it up and add to it as well as you're preparing from week to week. I wouldn't compare it to a hex crawl maybe. Closer to what they call a point crawl. But it is just kind of a fleshed out location. It gives you everything you need to run it. Now if I were to to continue to run this. More than what we already ran. I would have like I said previously. I would have taken more time at certain, certain locations. And kind of explored it. And done a lot more role playing in them. And let the characters kind of dig their holes. And lay out the foundations for the rest of the campaign. For a starting point for a campaign of Mothership. I think it's great. I strongly suggest it. You can go from here to other different modules as well as you want to change things up. I'd like to note that I tend to only say positive things about zines on this podcast. And that's primarily because I'm only reviewing ones that I like and think positive things about. I'm not looking to criticize or anything like that. So when I bring something up on here, it's probably because I liked it and I'm pointing out what I like about it. So (laughs) that should explain my take on it. That's all I've pretty much got for you today. If you've enjoyed this, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. All those of you who have given us positive reviews already, I want to thank you so much for your support. That's very helpful. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. We're pretty active there on the page. Our blog is wobbliesandwizards.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Crom and keep those dice rolling.